Hello everyone, my name is Max Kituba and I'd like to welcome you to another week on the SME Empower podcast where we are on a mission to empower entrepreneurs to create a world of impact. Why? Because we believe that your success matters not only for yourself and your family but also for your community and the world at large. So we are very happy to have you because we are committed to giving you the information you need to become the best entrepreneur you can be. Thank you and welcome to another great episode. Three, two, one, and we're live. Hello everyone and welcome to the SME Empower podcast. I am your host, Max Getuba, and I'd officially like to welcome Dr. Folag Bade Momo the founder and CEO of Blever Design. Blever Design is an innovative healthcare digital company serving both patients and providers in a number of ways. So welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Max. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you. so uh, you're welcome. So could you give us a little bit of an intro into Blever Design, your mission and the work that you guys do there? Yeah, so hello everyone. Um Dr. Fola and I'm the founder and CEO of Blever Design. So what we do basically in, in, in just short words is that we solve healthcare problems via digital technology solutions. So what we want to do is that we want to we want to up, what we're applying while on a mission to improve the quality of healthcare and healthcare delivery across the globe. Of course, starting with Africa, we want to solve this problem by focusing on three things. What, of course, on first on the on the healthcare practitioners, focus on the healthcare providers, and and at the same time focus on the end end consumers, which is the general public. Okay, so if what we're doing at the moment is like we are building different dots for them. So we could say like Blever Design has like it has two arms. You there's the agency arm, and there's the product arm. Where we build different products like csbmed.com that's focused on B2B, B2B at media, let's uh, professional discover more opportunities worldwide. So, so, like, so, like, this is very important because most times with SK professionals, they might not like where they are currently, maybe due to different reasons. They would like to like, explore different countries and that fits, that fits what they want the best. So, at in else job, we provide this platform where you can get like the criteria, the requirements, salary, salary range for SK jobs. We've, we also have like mobility products, like um, BDP, our BMI products. And we also have like we also have like the other data products focused on focused on helping SK practitioners and medical students do better. So like so like so this song, our mission is just just like it's just like is to improve the quality of ads, ads care and ads care delivery, and at the same time create a happier and area world. So that's, well, that's, that's like that's, 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 that's a summary. So we can go into you can go into each details as we as we move on. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that's really impressive. Um, I noticed that you are a medical doctor by training. And we actually talked about this because I used to be a medical student once upon a time before I switched lanes. So what inspired you to become a doctor in the first place, then finally switch lanes to focus on health tech uh, and entrepreneurship um, over clinical practice? 
in in an African in a typical African household, you can be three things. It's either you're a doctor, you're an engineer, or you're a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I can attest so, to that. So, yeah. So, 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 like, so, like, like, from like being younger, like, I already knew. And again, like, we had, we had, like, people, I had people I looked up to just in my vicinity. And most of them around me, they were medical doctors. So, like, so we had, we, we either had business, we had our businessmen around us. We had doctors, lawyers, or engineers around us. Yeah. So, like, so, like, so when I say around us, I'm thinking like people who were like doing very okay. And people who oh, young kids could look up to, so there's people around us. And at the same time, I have to mention my mom was in my mom was a nurse. Oh, and it's still and it's, she's still a nurse. Although although she had moved from clinicals to public health at the moment, mm-hmm. so that kind of impacted impacted my decision making in going in going into the healthcare field. Yeah, of course, like of course, like I love to be the best. I love to like go for the best thing, and I kind of like okay, the best thing I could go for that time was was medicine. So that was so like so I would like to say maybe like I'm not part of this like I'm not part of those guys that maybe like maybe maybe just like have a problem or something. No, mine was just like <laughs> what is the best thing that can be in the future? The best thing for me was to be a doctor. So based on based on my based on my environment. So that was an impediment. So that played a very big that played a very big and vital role in my decision making. So yeah. So that was the reason I went for healthcare. So, so but I but like, but, but like as time as as times went as time went on and I got into the field, I got to like understand people suffering, in, like suffering from different healthcare condition. And it really made sense that I was that I, I was, I'm a doctor because um, it, being a doctor itself is fulfilling. Yeah, it's, it's sacrificial. It's a sacrificial year. It's very sacrificial. Yeah, it's a prestigious yes, but at the same time, it's fulfilling. Like it, it's feel it feels good for you to to elevate someone's problem or 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 different people's problem. It's it's, it's a good feeling. So yeah, so that that really played vital role in my decision making, and it and it still does moving forward in everything I do. So basically, like after after I finished my med- after I completed my medical study, yeah, I got I kind of got a I got admitted into a PhD program. And we only like when it comes to PhD, the purpose of it is to research, just like come up, um, do research work for maybe like a unique pro- for you to solve a unique problem. So you have to write papers and all. So what I picked was cancer. So um, I picked, I picked, I, I, I had different, um, just like, just, just to say, like, just like, I need to mention this, just to say, when I was picking topics, I, I looked at, I looked at the OHK system, I picked different topics. So I picked HIV, I picked cancer. I picked um I picked telehealth. I picked um I picked something about prisoners, about prisoner prisoners healthcare. So when I was when we had a meeting, when I admitted with with, with with my professors, like people were meant to supervise me because they have to like to have to like um vet you and mm-hmm. someone have to like actually like be willing to supervise you. So I tendered these topics to them and they looked through it and they were like, look, you have to come with you have to come with just a single topic. You can work on you can work on seven topics together or five topics. So so I I ended up picking cancer, but but it's a funny story. When I picked cancer and I tended uh, and I tended to and tended to the, like I was like the I was picking cancer to study cancer in the African region. When I tended to study that, none of them was willing to take me as their <laughs> as as the student. So luckily for me, after a little back and forth, 
I was lucky to like to get the WHO um, regional director of Russia as my supervisor. Sounds sounds very good, but that is actually um, that was actually a mistake. So like so if you're, if I listen to this, when you're when you're pretty, when you're pretty supervisor, make sure it's someone that has time for you, you know, because that one of the reason I'm I'm I'm, I'm one of the reason I'm not in my PhD program was like aside as aside other reasons was like this this regional director was very busy with with art politics. And we, we really had time to converse about, about, about what, I, what I was working on. Yeah. So on the other side of that, like I, I had to travel multiple times to get data, to get data. It was just difficult to get this data because they're, they're, like no one know the amount of people was from cancer in Nigeria, for example, is not reported, is not be worked, it's not be worked. That was then. Like I think things are changing now, but that was like five years ago. Things were like this. It was just difficult to get this data. And I looked I like, look, the reason I got this into the space in the first place was a soft problem here, yeah? even though I was taking the research parts. Maybe there's another way to solve this issue without without PhD. And that was what I discovered about technology. Because what I'm really interested about technology is <clears throat> with, 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 with doing research, you can be you can just do research all day and just send your paper. And now it has to move forward to like other people to, for it to get approved. But with technology, with with when an ethical startup or technology startup, yeah, you have to like you you, you do you you try and fail. So like the impacts of solving a problem via ethical technology is exponential. So so that so like when I thought about it, like it it actually made sense for me to like go through the ethical technology technology path. Wow. So uh, I can see that you're someone who's very mission oriented. We love people like you in this podcast. Um, I just like to agree. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I'd like to agree on one thing, uh, just to add a point. Um, because you said something about, uh, I thought it was really interesting about how technology is kind of permissionless leverage, uh, which yeah. means you know academia might be you, you need someone's permission to you know, uh, to progress and to create whatever impact you want to create, but with technology you can essentially solve a problem for someone and create value into the world and you don't really need to go through any barriers it's it's democratized it's for everyone in short yeah yeah so like so like so this is where i see it right like most times like most times like i think people have used this analogy a lot like most most ethics most startups not just outside technology startups they are seen as pirates so what 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 you do is like you come you, you see a problem just just dive in and start solving. Then when 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 like when you get to the part, they start up. Then very a little later, maybe like one one or two years down the line, when you know there's a problem and there's a solution, then you start thinking about it's not thinking about the policy about the approvers. <laughs> so that's an hallmark of one of having a startup. So you solve you solve first, then you think about regulation later, because mm-hmm. because as you know, like if you, if you start with the, if you start thinking about regulation first. You might just you might just end up putting yourself out of the solution. So like so the view the way people that solve issues, they solve they solve first, they try to solve the issue first, they start coming over, okay, now how do I get how do, how do I, like now how do we navigate the regulation? What is like what is needed? How do we solve this? Like what is the policy that backs this? And like like what I've what I've noticed about good problem solvers is that they figure it out. They always find a way to work around things and just figure things out. And which is very interesting to human nature. And 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 this is like um this is very important because um it's very important what I we I, I say this 
Um, you just have to you have to you just have to be mission driven. You have to be mission driven to solve these kind of issues because these are these are difficult problems to solve. They are not just any problems to solve. They have to fail, which we do a lot. You have to pick yourself up and try again until you get until, until you reach an actual solution. Then we cannot talk about regulation. And I can assure you, no one sees a solution. Yeah, and um, no government, no individual sees a solution that would truly help him or her that won't find a way to make sure that continue, continues to exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's different when when they haven't seen the solution yet. But when they see when they see the solution already, and mm -hmm. they know it's it's quite impactful, they mm -hmm. find ways to make sure it continues to exist. I mean, like that. There, there are multiple examples of that. There are so many examples, actually. Uh, you look at Uber. That's exactly how they ended up, you know, making a revolution around their products, and you know, numerous other large companies. And just to add on that, actually, there's this uh, amazing quote by uh, Naval Ravikant. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I think he's a really yeah, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. See, we have more parallels yeah. uh, than we thought, but Naval uh, Ravikant, uh, founder of AngelList for the audience um, members who don't know, he has this great quote about an entrepreneurship, you only have to win once. So it's such a tough journey, it's such a tough thing, and it's filled with, you know, bumps on the road and constant uh challenges but you only have to really win once and if you win once then you know you've won the game and you can make an impact and uh, leave your mark on the world so um you seem like someone who has uh understood so much about entrepreneurship and who just has this wide perspective of life and business so is this the first enterprise that you've run uh, just because, you know, you, you went through about nine years of medicine. Uh, how did you make that transition into entrepreneurship? No, 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 no. Like, so it's not the first business. Like, just like I mentioned, I told you my mom is a nurse. Um, it, like she was a clinical nurse. Now she's, in, she's a public health nurse. So what I didn't mention was like, at the, side, at the back of that, at the side, she had a business, she had a supermarket. And girls, and guess who the sales boys were? Were the sales boys. <laughs> so <laughs> after school, we get to stay in our supermarket. I just understand this concept of selling things to people, this concept of buying and selling. My my my, my dad at the same time is a, is a full is a full time businessman, who does business. So it was into um so it's not into tech, but into into the digital, into events like event photography, um video editing, and photo editing and such. So like so, I would say like very early, at a very early age, we were exposed to like business, the business path. Of course, um, our parents wanted us, our parents wanted us to be doctors, engineers, lawyers, and all. But at the same time, like just like like I said, like I believe like environment impacts a lot of things about you. So just being in that, just being in that only, and being and being part part of that, gives you give me a bit of knowledge of business, the best knowledge, not the best knowledge, not even as a no now. So fast forward to when I was in medical school, I double I double into different businesses here and there. So 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 I got I was med I got into med school and I was this guy who control for like design. Okay, I need a logo. I have been doing the logo. I was like, oh why not? Like I'll, I'll do it for you. Can you help me with this video editing? No, so why not? I'll do it for you. Like most of when I don't even know it, I was like I, I find a read about it, go on YouTube, watch tutorials about it, and I've fixed it, I'm fixed it for them. 
But again, like this, this, this was like this was just like since I was doing med school in med school, they were really, like really serious. No, after after med school, like I told about, I told about my PhD program initially, like and I, when I talk about the work of the world of startup, I really I really have to understand why people solve problems with, with, techn- with technology, and I read books. But like I, I read I, a very book, a, a book that I read that was very pivotal in the way I think about problems and about problem solving was a book, Capitalism Without Capital. I like I do I, rec- I recommend everyone to read a book. It's a very good book about just capitalism and about about the impact of capital of capitalism in our world and about why technology exists and 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 the not not the intangible the intangible economy that have, that have into that have risen. Over time, so I read this book and it was very eye-opening for me. And since then, like I, I just, I just went on on like trying to solve healthcare problems with technology, and I never, I never looked back. So yeah, so, so um, so that was the that was the right, that was the way I said transition. Like I feel that that book, um, also like having my experience, having the experience with trying trying to get data. Um, mm-hmm. trying to like really actually solve problems, not just from the not just not just trying to solve from the roots, like mm-hmm. entrepreneurs from the roots, not just from, not just from the top. Really mm-hmm. impacted the way I think about technology and impacted me in moving into healthcare. On the on the top on the top of that, um, I got job, I got I I got I got jobs in healthcare technology companies, and also, and also intelligence company, which which I didn't which I didn't know then were were called technology companies. I just thought they were just they were just companies you just work in and solve problems for. But like but based on and, and but based on how it worked and what I, and, and some years later I, I got to I get I got to understand like oh this guy's a technology company. That was the reason they worked like this and that was the reason the technology like this. That was the reason moving so fast. That was the reason when we, when we talk about problems like let's try to let's do position first before regulation. Um and then when we get a solution, then we can talk about regulations later. So I, I get to understand different things. And like so, like combine this knowledge together, yeah, and it has really forged, forged, and formed my path, yeah, in, on the present path I'm on, I'm on right now. Wow, uh, that's really that's really quite something. Uh, just because um, it seems like you've had a very broad education, uh, into entrepreneurship. Uh, just because you've interacted with you know different cultures, different fields within health and business. So what would you say has educated you the most during your your time working? Like what's had the most impact on y- who you are right now? Okay, so I would say, I would like to say two things, mm-hmm. two things. Okay, the first, the first in particular like, was just like experiencing this problem of just, not getting things, not not having access to access to, like things like look, we all know like we all know that people have cancer, yeah, is well known. We all know that people die from this cancer, is well known. So like, so where is the data? <laughs> so where is where is where is the data when we need them? Okay, now if the, if they have this data, how can we tackle the problem? So like, so just having like a first, just having a first and um. A first-hand experience with this with this problem really impacted my really impacted my problems of these skills and actually identifying problems when it comes to in uh, when it comes to this, my entrepreneurship journey 
and actually like not, not just doing things for doing sake, but doing things with an end goal and with a with a mission. Mm-hmm. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, second, secondly, secondly, um, just um, just by reading, like I think I think I think reading is really important. Like reading is really important, um, because um, because you you is very easy not to read. <laughs> Do you understand? It's mm-hmm. very easy not to read. But like, but like picking a book and reading it and trying to understand from different people's perspective. Because um that like I believe read, I don't know, I see reading like as like talking to someone when you can actually assist, when you can actually assist the person. Do you understand? Like you can't like most when you read sometimes you can't actually like you can't be in the way of that person. But like mm-hmm. but you're getting a closer look and have a different understanding of how they've come up with the solutions of how they've solved problems. That's really impactful. And, and and I said two things, but I think the third thing I would like to I would like to add something. Just just beyond reading, just doing, doing and failing, and like and and like like failing forward. So you do, you fail, you rise up again, and you try again until, on on until you get your desired results. So I think I think this has really impacted my entrepreneurship journey. And at the, at the same time, just having, at the same time, just having friends that I'm on this pathway, like not 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 necessarily at scale, but like friends who are in, who are who are trying to solve other to solve other problems in other sectors and industries, and mm-hmm. and seeing that seeing that seeing that tenacity, mm-hmm. seeing that at the they are how they don't give up, has really been inspiring. So I think I will say those. No, uh, I actually agree uh, heavily with you. Just because on this podcast we have talked before about having a culture of self-education, having community, um, having what we call founder market fit, just having that uh, experience of the problem you're trying to solve. Uh, Also, I'm a big believer in moving fast and breaking things. That's uh, one of the tenets of uh, Mark Zuckerberg and something that's contributed a lot to his success. Um, Yeah, so just to hone in on one of those things, which is perspective, right? Uh, You say that reading has helped you um, shift perspective and think about things uh, in a broader way. So I'd like to uh, talk about how you pivoted Blever Design to focus on the healthcare niche. I I tried different things, okay? As I sat down and look, what is the best way for me to use this knowledge? What is the what is the thing like? What is the in what is what is something in it about me that I have leverage with that I know that I, I can just like impart multiple people with? Look, it was healthcare. It was solving healthcare issues. It all makes sense. I was a, I was a doctor. I, I've had first I've had first hand experience. I've had second hand experience. I've had like I've 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 seen I've actually been in companies and I've seen what problems people go through. The ones that the ones that, the ones that the ones that could solve. And they couldn't solve, and also like people have to understand that like healthcare, what is talking between was when it comes to healthcare, what is talking between industrialization, and 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 AI. So you have to understand that. So we're still in the middle, and and like we're and so which means we're, we're moving slowly when we're not moving fast enough. So like so putting all this together, it was really important that I pivot to healthcare, and and this is what all I what I, another thing I like to mention. Is that is that with healthcare, like with, with you, for example, one you could, like when you have an hospital, people come to people come to your hospital every day, 
But like for, with an hospital, you're probably solving a problem in the vicinity. But when you have like a telehealth platform, for example, anywhere, any, anyone, anywhere can reach you and get the problem solved. So, 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 so it's really important. So all this is really important. My decision in like private totally to healthcare. Yes, no. Thank you so much for the response. Um, it's definitely insightful because, um, I think that pivoting to something where you're a domain expert definitely gives you a lot more leverage. Uh, in you know starting a business from the ground up, what do you think is the importance of consciously carving out a target niche? when starting a business generally? Because, uh, you know, you also do a lot of business development work and you help companies um, start from, some of them come to you with nascent ideas and you take them to fully fledged business. So what do you think is the importance of consciously carving out that target niche? niche? Yeah, like, I, th- I think, I think, I think, I think that's like, just one of like one, one single most important thing that you ever do to yourself, like, and that would be like a favor. Like if you have a niche for yourself, means you'll be doing yourself a favor as a founder or as an entrepreneur. Because here's it. Like like we said, like that's that's founders market face. That's a problem only you can solve uniquely. That's 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 a problem meant for you to solve. Like like forget like forget forget about the money, forget about the about the financial parts, forget about the prestige, forget about everything. What is that single problem only you can solve? So, so I think it's very like wonders market fit is very important because when sometimes when things get really tough, that might be the only thing that matters. The fact that you are the only one who can solve this problem due to different reasons, maybe like due to experiencing it or no one have experienced it, or just or just just because you feel you truly believe in it. Because mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, you have to like mm-hmm. actually, actually believe, you have to believe in what you're doing. Like people have to, you have to think you're crazy about it. So, so, so I feel so like so, and you can't you can't believe it. You can't believe in something. You can't believe in everything. You can. It's not possible to believe in everything. You have to. Believe, you have to believe in something, and that something has to be unique. Unique to you, and I can assure you, everyone has something that's unique to them, and you have to find it. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you find it? I don't know. Was like, but I'm sure everyone has to find it. For me, like, and now, like, maybe finding might not be easy for for me. I had like, I had to go, go, go different. Like, I had, like, I, I went through different roller coaster journey of like trying multiple things until until I found my own. But like, but like, if I if I should if I should be actually actually sincere with myself, I always knew it was healthcare. Like, I always knew. I would just I, I would just I would, I would say like I was probably running away from it because I understood how murky it can be. Solving, solving for healthcare is mm-hmm. just like solving for healthcare is just incredibly bit diff- just incredibly bit difficult, and I was like I was trying to avoid a difficult thing, <laughs> but like but like but like if I but like but when I had an honest conversation with myself, I just like look it's healthcare, no matter how difficult this thing is, I knew, I always knew I should be solving for this. I was just running away, and I think most almost all entrepreneurs know this know this, they know what is best for them. So probably they want to, probably they want it away. Probably they are listening to too much noises around them. That they that, that they're not they're not focused. They're not they're not focused enough. But as an entrepreneur, you always know what problem, what exact problem you should solve. Now, how you solve it now might be the issue. Maybe you're taking the right path in solving it might be might be an issue. 
what you know what you should serve, but you always know what you should serve. Wow, yeah, I think uh, that's a really important insight. Um, so just to follow up on that, let's say I come to you with uh, an idea uh, in a space where I have a unique uh, insight, where I have leverage of some kind, I have uh, domain expertise of some kind. What is the step-by-step process uh, that you would advise me to take to turn that idea into a business? So first and first, like if you have an idea, yeah, what what you should do at first is like actually, so like so there's a there's there's a problem, what well, I say there's a problem and a solution. So what's your idea? So figure 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 out the problem. So I'm I'm thinking. So most most people most times is that they work backward. Most people start the solution first, then they start looking for, then they start looking for the problem. What I would say is when you have an idea. Look, look for the problem first. Then look for the, then look for, then look for the solution second. Yeah, and also you have to you also have to understand is like you have to understand is like actually like look look for your competitors, because here's, here's what I would like to say: if I have an idea that it and if I have an idea with the competitors, you probably you probably you probably have the wrong idea anyway. Probably you have the wrong idea because. Okay, at least I just at least for, for I know that's for I know that's for technology, because most times people have there's no unique idea, people have possibly tried it and it didn't work. So 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 either either you're going to for those people who have tried it and it didn't work, or or for people that are currently trying it and it's working, and actually like study them, and at the same time ask questions. Every everyone every like if you have a problem, you probably ask target markets. Go and speak to these guys, like speak to them, like, okay, look, talk, just just make 10, 10, 15, 20 interviews. Um, I have this idea. I think this, I, I think, so let's, I'll, I'll use FK for example. When when I had an idea, uh, just for, for health job, I use LG for example. I had an idea that I think medical students should be able to like to figure out the criteria of parts in different countries easily. Yeah. Then I spoke. I spoke to the, I spoke to my colleagues. Like, look, this is the idea I have. Is this is this actually a problem for you guys? And some said no, and some said yes. But like people that told me yes were, were, were quantifiable enough for me to go on with the idea. Now it's not it's not just enough to go up with the idea. You have to be you have to be the solution. When you be the solution, you have to give them back also because some people might tell you yes, there's a problem, but when you get a solution, it might, it might just be a nice to have solution. Might not, not be a composite solution. So, like, it's not about vitamin. Are you going to about vitamin and painkiller? So, you might be a vitamin and not painkiller. Or maybe your, your solution can be a vitamin and painkiller at the same time. So, you have to figure this out. So, so I might be, so it's, my, it's my solution. Yes, there's a problem now. There's a problem. I'm trying to solve this problem. But it's my solution a painkiller or a vitamin? How impactful, how impactful? Like, so if I could change one person's life, for example, how impactful is it to that person? And and would this person be an evangelist of the solution? So you have to so you have to have you have to have this question. And I wouldn't say there's a different path in doing this. There's a, there's a template. There's there's a template to doing all these things. Like maybe like uh, finding your markets, um, going to markets, um, understanding your competitors, um, carving a niche for yourself. There's a template for it. At the same at the same time, no one actually knows the exact results. So, so you just you, look. You just have to like do. You just have to like go out there and talk to people, and give solution for them, and 
get a feedback. Yeah, so um, thanks for that. It's it's really insightful what you've said. Uh, there's there's this quote that I like. Um, I think I saw it on uh on on some webinar that I attended where um it said that you want to create a product or service where someone is just going to come and say shut up and take my money because <laughs> the 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 problem or the pain that you solve for them is so um is so is such a need that they just want you to solve it immediately and you create so much value for them that they do actually want to just give you their money and um i think that's what we're talking about here when when we're uh, creating businesses um yeah so I think you and I actually have a lot of things to talk about. And if we stay here, we'll talk for a very long time. Uh, just from the way uh, we've communicated so well. Uh, but I think that we can always plan a second uh, recording. For now, we do have uh, a last question, a traditional last question that we ask all guests okay. uh, on the podcast, which is, what kind of world do you hope to create through your entrepreneurial endeavors? In Blaber Design, one of, one of our tenets is to create a happier and LDR world. However, just, but, just, but, but above that, what our person, what our person love is just we create a world of, of producers, people that produce solutions. And just think, and think beyond being consumers, consumerism. Like because nowadays, what we're seeing now is like a lot of people are consuming different things. They're consuming, they're, cons- they're just consuming. And not, not just food, like different things. And they're not, um, people are not taking time to sit back and evaluate what they are producing and how you are giving back to the world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think it's really important that we give back to the world. And what, and what we're putting in is positive because when we're putting positive things, we get we get positive things back from the world, but 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 when we take from the world every time, I'm just keep taking things. It's gonna stuff. It's gonna stuff to death. It's gonna stuff to death, and mm-hmm. that's why that that's that's why like I feel that's why I really want to focus on uh, with, with, with what I'm building with what we're building at Clever Design. Why I want to want to make people LD, but we're using we to make people LD is for the to create worlds. Not just financial wealth, but wealth of knowledge, wealth of solutions, and just and just extrapolate to different sectors. So, so that's what I that's what I really want. Wow, that's what such uh, an amazing mission and uh, an amazing worldview. And um, I'd like to congratulate you on taking the risk into entrepreneurship. Okay. Uh, I think that the work that you uh, and your team are doing at Blower Design is completely um, necessary uh, for Africa and for the world. And I hope uh, that you succeed and keep the flame burning. Thank you very much. Thanks thanks for having me on your podcast, Max. I really, I really enjoyed it. Like I could go on and on. I would would do that as well. But uh, I think (laughs) we should set up another one next time. There's still a lot we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank, thank you, you so thank much, you Doctor. Right. You're welcome. You're welcome, Max. Yeah. Thanks for having. Yeah. Thanks for having. I know exactly what you're thinking. Such an insightful episode. 
with Dr. Fuluk Bade. And I'd like to thank you for listening in. Kindly feel free to um, follow us on all our social media channels and engage on our posts. We'd like to keep this conversation going. Um, Until next time, I'd like to wish you a good week. And I hope to see you again next week. Um, Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.